0: Remember, food is instructions for the body. We want to make sure instructions are clear, powerful, because our genes are always listening. This is affecting our epigenetic expression. Hey
1: there, welcome to the Biohacker Babes podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Renee, a certified nutritional consultant with a master's degree in nutrition.
0: What's up? And I'm Lauren, functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner and check movement specialist. We're sisters and we're joining forces to empower you to become your own biohacker and upgrade your life.
1: Our mission is to provide actionable steps so you can optimize your health, strengthen your intuition and support your body's natural healing abilities. Because life is too short to not feel your best every
0: single day. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to episode 112 of the biohacker babes. I am Lauren tuning in from New York city and I'm joined across the country by my beautiful sister Renee. I Vegas. Thanks. Hello. Hello. I like that color pink on you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and your nails. Are they pink too? purple, pink, purple, purple. These are my Hawaii nails. I love them. You're so much more colorful than I am. I have white and black on today, but but you have a blue tongue. So it balances I it out. I do have a blue tongue. <laughs> that is my pop of color. <laughs> Whatever you're going to do. Who knew that could be an accessory, but it is. <laughs> All right. You have just the babes today. We are doing a Q and a because we get so many questions from our audience. We love, love, love getting your questions and I want to apologize that we don't get to them more often on the show, but we just have so many amazing guests that we want to share with you. So we try to prioritize that, but today we're answering your questions. And since we're in that mode, Renee and I thought we really wanted to ask each other some questions. So we're going to do two parts to this episode. Part one will be your audience questions. Part two will be Renee versus Lauren, (laughs) a little healthy discourse. Yay. Can't wait. Cool. So number one question that we got, how can you eat healthy on a plant-based diet? I know that probably sounds crazy to so many people because I think the way that plant-based is marketed or presented in our society is that that is the healthy way and the only way. And I would love to, (laughs) I would beg to differ on that for many accounts. So, We're so thankful for this question because I think that really, really needs some attention because it's really easy to not eat healthy on a plant-based diet because grocery stores are so colorful these days. Food aisles are just full of marketing and advertising and fun, pretty labels and Instagram and Google and Facebook just have ads galore and Siri and Alexa are listening to you. And next thing you're scrolling through Safari and it's like, What is this new fun keto cereal? (laughs) Really easy to get sucked into this stuff. So, we want to do just a really quick discussion on how to clean that up if you choose to be plant based, because that is 1000% your choice. We are all biochemically unique. I would never tell someone that they cannot eat plant based. I am not plant based, nor is Renee, but I have seen people thrive on a plant based diet. Really just depends on your unique makeup.
1: Yeah. And I would just say, even before we dive into this, like, wh- why are you doing plant based? Um, I think whether it's an ethical reason, you know, you love animals. I love animals too. <laughs> um, if it's more of an ethical reason, or if you are just doing it because you think it's quote unquote healthy, I would just question that. Yeah. Is it right for your body? Do you really know what's going on in the farming industry? Right. Like, we can still support, I think, farmers that are doing like the, the more proper farming, regenerative farming. Can we just support them? Or if you're still against all of it, yes, we can do plant-based. We'll tell you how to do it healthy. But I think always start with why are you doing it?
0: Yeah, and some great resources there would be the book Sacred Cow. Diana Rogers and, and Rob Wolf put that together. If you are still unconvinced about how meat and the farming industry is not actually harming our planet, regenerative agriculture, like Renee said, is actually beneficial for the health of the planet, that's a fabulous resource. And then let's jump
1: in. Go ahead. I was going to say, and if you aren't up for reading the book, although it's an amazing book, they also did a documentary. So the Sacred Cow documentary, if you just want to lay back on the couch and watch it,
0: (laughs) I thought they did a great job with that. Eat some non-GMO popcorn, put up your feet, watch film. There you go. Yeah. We love options here. Yeah. So I would say the number one rule is to not believe a label. I would not necessarily buy a food that is labeled plant-based because we know that labels cannot exactly be trusted. And that is because the laws for labels are really kind of in a gray area. And this becomes a huge opportunity for companies to advertise their product where there's not a lot of regulation. You can put plant-based on a label. You can put gluten-free on a label. You can put keto on a label. And we found that that does not always mean that what is in the food is true. Just an example. I've seen gluten-free on labels on something that is naturally gluten-free, but they put gluten-free on there because they want you to jump on this bandwagon and be gluten-free, but the food never had gluten in it to begin with. Why is it on the label? Well, popularity, trends, advertising. I've also seen this with keto because that has increased in popularity and that's a big one. Please know your personal health Get some lab tests done before you enter into something like that. Not saying it's not fabulous, but you have to know about your unique biochemistry. So I've seen uh, keto on certain labels, and I bought a keto cereal because once a month I crave that and kind of want to play around with it. I noticed it spiked my blood sugar, and I was like, but it's keto. How could this be possible? Turned the bag over or turned the box over, and a very small amount of fat a pretty hefty dose of carbs and a moderate dose of protein. And what we know about the keto diet, it is the largest macronutrient. It should be fats followed by a moderate dose of protein and very little carbohydrates. So they had their macronutrient ratios all upside down, topsy-turvy, not keto, but it was on the label. I don't trust this. (laughs) That's crazy. I mean, there just must be no
1: regulation around that. And then plus... One product could keep you in ketosis and kick me out of ketosis. Like there's no across the board rule there, yeah, crazy, yeah, so, even like um bulletproof bars is another good example. We think of bulletproof bars as being like keto bars, right? Because bulletproof be- became so famous for that. But I know a lot of people that can't eat those bars. It kicks them out of ketosis, yeah, so test always test.
0: test. yeah, ok. So we digress. But getting back to the plant-based thing, Number one is do not trust something just because it says plant-based. And the thing with plant-based is it should be based in plants. It should come from the earth. And a lot of these plant-based foods don't require labels. Your seeds, your grains, your nuts, your vegetables, your fruits. I'm not saying that something that has a label is necessarily unhealthy, and I'll get to that in a little bit, but you can eat plant-based foods that don't have a box, a bag a wrapper, and that is gonna be our best bet. So general rule of thumb is try to eat something without a package, without a label. The biggest example here is meat substitutes like plant-based burgers, plant-based drinks, things like, I'm sure you've heard of the Impossible and the Beyond Burger, which are wildly popular right now. The problem is the ingredients here, as far as we can see, are really low quality. A lot of them have canola oil, which we always want to avoid. Additionally, there's fillers, there's gums to make these ingredients stick together. So it's a whole product. And there's not a lot of other ingredients that are, I'm just going to say less than optimal. And not only do we not have a lot of research on what these ingredients are doing in the body, especially from a micronutrient status, a lot of us get caught up in the macronutrients, but what nutrition are we getting from micronutrients? And we can argue that this is actually a little bit more important. On top of that, is that the list of ingredients is so long. I read this article that really made me laugh because I think it's true. I guess that's my opinion. But the recipe, it said the recipe for a Beyond Burger is as much technology as it is ingredients. Yikes. I don't want something that's being made like other things in the lab. I just don't. I want real food. So yeah. if you look at the label, instead of the ingredients saying grass-fed beef, one item, the ingredient list looks like this, 20 different things, some of which my brain can't even comprehend because I can't visualize because it's not a real food. You know, we see this all the time with like beauty products. Of course there's chemicals and, and chemicals are natural just because it's a chemical doesn't mean that it's toxic for your body. But I just think like, if you could eat just real meat versus 20 ingredients with ingredients you cannot pronounce, I don't even want to get into the debate. Like, is this chemical natural or toxic or not? It's just, it's, you're already eating way more ingredients. Can you digest that? Can you absorb it? Are you getting micronutrients? What does it do into your body? So I think the takeaway here is if you're going to eat a plant-based diet, and we are certainly not condemning a plant-based diet, we just want to make sure that you are, doing it correctly, you really are better off just eating real food. So maybe you even look at the ingredients in the Beyond Burger and eat them separately. If you wanna eat soy protein, I don't recommend it, but if you wanna eat tofu plus some sweet potato, plus I don't know what what else is in there, but don't buy it in a package. Basically don't eat something that was manufactured to taste and look like meat. I don't think that these substitutes, these fake products are really what your body wants. Remember food is instructions for the body. We want to make sure instructions are clear, powerful because our genes are always listening. This is affecting our epigenetic expression. Also, one more thing, I'm sorry, I'm just a little heated. (laughs) Get on that soapbox. (laughs) These products, these plant-based fake substitute products are not sustainable and they're not cleaner even though they are marketed to be that way. And they're certainly not more ethical. So read Sacred Cow, watch the film, great resource. You'll learn more about it, but we have to look beyond marketing. Marketing, the purpose is to make money. Your health is not their priority there. I'm done. Yeah. (laughs) Woo. That was great.
1: Yeah. I, they have definitely taken the marketing to a new level with that. They know more people want plant-based. So they're really just cashing in on that. And I think, you know, maybe like a fun game would be, what if you had to choose all of your food based off of the label? Like it didn't say a title or a name, you just flipped it over and it was either beef or these 20 ingredients. I mean, I think common sense would tell you which one to go with. And I love that you also mentioned the micronutrients, like I think I saw someone posted this on Instagram recently and they were like, most people look at beef and they just think protein, right? They just immediately think like the macronutrient, but they forget about the vitamin B12 and the carnitine and the CoQ10, like all these amazing nutrients. The iron, the zinc,
0: the selenium. Oh my gosh, it goes on and on.
1: On and on, yeah. So you want to make sure you're you're cashing in on that. (laughs) That's
0: definitely a bigger priority. Yeah, I agree. What I found to be really disappointing is, a restaurant in New York that I eat at frequently ever since it opened originally in Astoria. Now there's chains all over the place. Bear Burger. You know, Renee, you've eaten there with me before. They used to have an amazing menu of all these different exotic meats. I don't know if they're exotic, but they were exotic to me. They would have like yeah. elk. They still have ostrich. Bison. Ostrich. I love the ostrich burger. They were really trying to provide a nice variety of organic fill in the blank meats. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And now more than half the menu is plant-based. It's hard to even find anything I want to eat on there. So I get just either the grass-fed beef or the bison, but I loved when they had those other, um, those other options. And now they're pushing really hard, this plant-based fish. I have no words. (laughs) (laughs) That's beyond disturbing. It is beyond disturbing. Fish has so much nutrition. It is such a powerhouse. Please go back and listen to our episode with Sina C. Oh my gosh. We need to get those omegas. We need to get the fish in our diet. Please don't eat plant-based fish. Please, please, please eat beans. You can eat your vegetables, your nuts, and your seeds. Eat the real food.
1: Yeah. Eat what our ancestors ate. Keep it as simple as that. If it wasn't around 100 years ago- probably a sign we shouldn't be eating it. Exactly.
0: All right. Great. Moving on. Number two, be really, really mindful of refined grains and sugars. I've seen this over and over again. When you lose something, in this case, probably some animal products, which are nutritionally really dense in protein, a lot of people will cut this out and replace that, replace that on their plate with grains or a food that maybe you weren't aware had sugar in it. It could be a starchy carb. It could be a grain that was really processed, could be GMO. It could be who knows what kind of toxins and chemicals are in there. So just be really mindful of how it was processed. Obviously, the refined grains are a no no. And by eliminating protein, a lot of times we increase our sugar and you can come back and look at the label. You can test your blood sugar. You can do some research on what has sugar in it. We wouldn't always trust the glycemic index. That's why we always say test don't guess, but just educating yourself on what has carbs, which turn to sugar in the body or what actually just has sugar. Yeah, that's so true. And I think,
1: you know, we, we always want to prioritize protein, right? Protein is really like the building block blocks for the body. And I think you're right. When you start to cut out the animal protein, it's harder to get that so even if you're getting your protein from things like beans, lentils, whatever, just keep in mind that that serving of protein is going to also deliver a serving of carbs with it. Yeah, Unlike like beef or chicken, right? It's all protein, fat, not really any carbs. So just keep in mind those plant-based proteins are going to give you that serving. So you don't necessarily have to add more carbs to
0: your plate. Mm-hmm. So since Renee and I are not plant-based we're going to send you to an amazing resource, Dr. Casey Means, who has been on our show. She works for Levels Health. She is plant-based. She is an amazing resource for plant-based meals. And she posts a lot on Instagram. She'll take pictures of her plate. She'll share recipes. Her plant-based diet has been proven. She's always doing lab tests. She's always testing her blood glucose. And she knows that the choices that she puts on her plate work for her body. And they're really beautiful. I have to say her meals are more beautiful than mine because they are just full of color. She does, there's always seeds, sprouted things, beans, nuts, really fun plant based dressings that she makes from scratch. If you need inspiration, check out Dr. Casey Beans. She's, she's really inspiring. Yeah. She's like a food artist. I would say, yeah, man, just like, I don't have that in me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I do don't need to that? survive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think I have the patience to be plant-based. Um, she really puts the time and work in to making it work for her. So super impressive.
0: Yeah. And I'll just add to that. Like if you don't have the time or you're not inspired to stay in the kitchen all day long, I think there are some meal delivery services that can be helpful. I love daily harvest because we know that they source their produce from good places. Their, gosh, their company has grown so much. They have smoothies, lattes, soups, rice bowls, flatbreads, all really clean ingredients, but I have to say they are pretty high in carbohydrates. So I save those for the month when my cycle permits a little bit more carbohydrates to support my hormones. Um, and if you need more information on that, check out previous episodes on cycle sinking. But I love to throw that in there. It's just so easy. You can pop them on the stove for five to 10 minutes, pop them in the oven, 15 minutes, done. You get all your vegetables, lots of fiber, which is really important there.
1: Yeah. I'm the same way with Daily Harvest. I always have like a full stock in my freezer ready to go. But yeah, I save mine typically for like my more intense workout days which is like another really good tip, you know, try to save your fruits and more of your starchy carbs, um, potentially for the evening or post-workout or for the correct time of your cycle, right? So all of this carb timing and really using a carb refeed appropriately, you know, going too low carb for too long can definitely have some detrimental effects, especially for us women. We don't want to damage our hormones. So being smart with that, you know, some people like to do a carb refeed one day a week, or maybe you do it dinner every single day, or again, back to the cycle sinking. So just get to know your body and know when to time your carbs. Um, and then yeah, daily harvest is a great option for that.
0: Keon just released an article about carb refeeding. We'll have to tack that into the show notes. Oh,
1: perfect. Yeah. We'll link to that. Um, yeah. Ben Greenfield is huge on carb refeeding. So that makes sense. Um, what else? Also, so eating lower sugar fruits, So fruits are obviously going to be a good part of a plant-based diet, but do your best to stick with like the berries. The berries are always my go-to because they're lower in sugar. They're high in antioxidants, vitamins, fiber, um, great option. Citrus are really good too. And then really for all the other fruits, it's best to test your blood sugar, right? Lauren and I have really seen a drastic change in different fruits. Um, I love pineapple, but unfortunately it doesn't love me. Although when I was in Hawaii last week, I did have to indulge in some Local pineapple and it was amazing.
0: <laughs> Dole pineapple, is that what it is in Hawaii? They have the Dole
1: plantation there. Oh, I didn't even know that. It was super fresh and delicious. That and lots of coconuts. Um, so tropical. So tropical. Yeah, and then also like Lauren just said uh, previously, fiber up. So lots of fiber. Um, no matter what kind of diet you're on, really making sure you're getting. Enough fiber, potentially 30 grams a day. I know Dr. Casey has upwards of like 50 to 60 grams a day. You definitely want to go slow with the fiber, but the more fiber, it's obviously going to support your gut microbiome, but it's also going to support the digestion of the carbs and then that how that turns into sugar. So if we can slow down that process, you're going to feel much better. And obviously blood sugar will be more, more steady. Dirty dozen. We oh, we love this list so much. So it gets updated once a year. So Dirty Dozen, it's literally the top 12 most toxic, I would say, produce options. Every year we see apples, strawberries, kale, spinach. Those tend to be at the top of the list, but they're always updating it based off of what pesticides are being sprayed on those uh, produce options. So if you are going to do more produce options, always buy the Dirty Dozen organic. Those are the top 12, have to be organic. Otherwise, it's honestly not even worth it. I think you're not even going to get the benefits of the produce if you're just getting overwhelmed with all the heavy metals and pesticides that are being sprayed on there. And then another thing that Dr. Casey does that I'm super impressed by is she does regular blood work. I think this is essential. So obviously being on a plant-based diet, when we're losing out on the animal protein options, we are going to potentially see a deficit in our omegas, especially omega-3s, vitamin B12, iron status things like that. And it's just good to get a regular checkup. So maybe you do it every three, six, 12 months, whatever works with your budget, but just check on that and be open to supplementing if you're not getting enough from your food, which you're most likely
0: not going to. Mm -hmm. That's great. And just to tag on to your bit about the dirty dozen plant foods tend to attract heavy metals and pesticides. So a lot of people on the plant-based diet will try to add in protein to make up for the lack of animal protein. And a lot of plant protein powders are really kind of nasty. You got to be careful. This is why we love Two Soul Wellness because they have strict regulations on the ingredients that they're using. Everything is tested to the nth degree because you don't want to be consuming these plant proteins in lieu of animal proteins because you think they're healthier. Little did you know that there are added heavy metals and pesticides in your protein. So I think that's really the biggest concern and takeaway here is that you could potentially be adding in ingredients that you don't want, like heavy metals, pesticides, GMO foods, because you think that you're eliminating whatever is potentially bad in animal products. I mean, there's bad on both sides. That's why we need to support organic regenerative agriculture. There's clean on both sides. There's sturdy on both sides. So whatever it is that you choose, we have to up-level and choose the cleanest version. So if you're looking for a cleaner plant protein, 2 Soul wellness great option. There are others out there and that's just the one that we currently recommend.
1: Yeah. I love those and they have really great flavors. So lots of good options and extra like mushrooms and adaptogenic herbs, like really good things to kind of upgrade everything. Um, I would also throw in there the Truvani protein powder. I haven't personally used it, but that's from the food babe and I trust her as a resource, but it's another plant-based protein powder that doesn't have any
0: heavy metals, glyphosate, GMOs, all that junk. Yeah. Great. Any additional questions on here, please write to us. We're going to move on to our second question, which is hilarious because it goes right along with this discussion. How do we read food labels? We already mentioned that labels can be really tricky. And of course, even real food has labels unless you're getting all of your meat, seafood directly from a butcher shop and your produce from a farmer's market. Your grass-fed, grass-finished beef is probably going to have a label on it, right? label does not mean that it's not food. We just want minimal ingredients. So this is the number one rule when looking at food labels. We want to make sure it is the least amount of ingredients possible. So if you get fatigued, just trying to get to the end of the list, put it back down, put it back on the shelf. You do not want it. So we already talked about this today with the Impossible Burger, Beyond Burgers. Those are just two big examples, but you can go into even your health food store and look in the frozen section or what used to be the meat section, but now it's all these fake foods. Look at the label. It is going to be really obvious if you turn it over and look at the label. I love that game that you mentioned, Renee. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And just think of this fake food equals fake health. Someone said that and I, that just stuck with me.
0: That was really good.
1: Yeah. I like that. So no Franken foods, just say no. (laughs) (laughs) Love
0: it. Second rule here is just because the nutrition facts label a macronutrient as zero does not mean that is necessarily true. By law, manufacturers are allowed to list zero even if their product contains up to half a gram of a nutrient per serving. So you got to scroll all the way down. You really have to read the entire label. I know when I'm shopping, it's quick and dirty. I'm just like what I'm looking for the fat, the carbs, the sugar boom, out of there. You have to go all the way down to the ingredients because even if it says zero for something like trans fats, you could go all the way down and find that it's at the bottom of the ingredient label. And some tricky things here is that it could be put into GRAS, which is generally regarded as safe, which is this weird tricky loophole where (laughs) they don't have to list every single ingredient. Or something like natural flavors, which we know can mean up to one hundred different ingredients that go into that natural flavor. We really, have to use a critical eye here. Yeah, I don't know why, but the GRAS,
1: generally regarded as safe, has always been just a strange term to me. I just like imagine someone being like, ah, "It's generally regarded generally. as safe," <laughs> ah, meaning we haven't really done our research, but generally, right? It's like, how is that an
0: actual term? <laughs> Yeah, no, we went RAS. We went regarded as safe in all caps, no questions. Yeah. Like cigarettes were
1: generally Generally. regarded as safe. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. definitely a red flag there. And just to add onto the natural flavors, I came across an article this morning showing a survey where they found 89% of consumers believed the term natural flavors was qualifying it as a clean product.
0: Yikes. They got away with it.
1: They knew what they were doing. Natural. Yeah, natural doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. And and also with the when you are flipping over the label and you're looking at the breakdown, like Lauren was saying, the tricky rule with like the 0.5 grams, look at the serving size. So this is another tricky thing. They make the serving size really small so that they can keep those nutrients down. But like for example, a lot of cereals or granolas on the market, the serving size on there is a quarter cup. Now you tell me anyone that is eating a quarter cup of
0: cereal. They're dumping I, like a whole bowl. I couldn't <laughs> if I tried. More potato yeah. chips, even right. the bigger bags. Yeah, which was someone's on eating that? a handful. I don't even want to know. It's like, I dare Five you to chips. not finish the bag.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Five chips and put the bag away. You've had your serving. Yeah, not even more sneaky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. More sneaky, sneaky things.
0: Yeah. In this regard, I think EWG is a really great resource. We use this for beauty products, for household cleaning products. They have this scoring system. I know we've talked about this on the podcast before. They score from one, which is the best to 10, which is the worst. And again, in general, the less ingredients, the better because they rate based on the ingredients, each ingredient has a score. And so if you have like a hundred moderately rated ingredients, you're probably going to get a pretty low score. And they found with these food score that the average food has 14 ingredients. In my opinion, that sounds like a really exquisitely designed meal. That sounds like you put a lot of things in there. Why is it in a single food product? They've also found that the average food has a 58% chance of containing added sugar, including a 22% chance of added corn syrup. Don't eat that, please. And is 13% sugar by weight. Stay away. Also, has a 46% chance of containing artificial or natural flavors, and has a 14% chance of artificial coloring. These are all disgusting. Stay away. One more set. The average food in these food scores has 446 milligrams of salt per 100 grams. For some foods, that amounts to 30% of the daily salt intake recommended recommended by the Institute of Medicine, and that's in a single serving. Listen, I love salt, but if you're getting all of that salt in one packaged food product, one, it's probably not the salt that you want. Two, your other macronutrients are probably not balanced. Micronutrients are definitely not balanced. So check out these food scores. I think 14 ingredients is too much.
1: Yeah. And actually, if you're eating a really healthy whole food diet, it's hard to get enough sodium. You know, like you, you actually want to use like sea salt and trace minerals. Like you want to be getting the the real, real thing, but you eat one of these packaged foods and your sodium is already through the roof for the day. Mm -hmm. Crazy. So I was just, um, you know, flying on a six hour flight where they were kind enough to give us snacks, snack packs. (laughs) And I was sleeping when they brought them around. So when I woke up, it was on the seat next to me. And so I opened it up and I just started reading the labels. It was like wheat thins cookie crisp thingies. all the, And like every package probably had 20 ingredients. And I'm and I'm listening to the entire plane munching down on this. I'm like, oh gosh. All right. I won't go down that rabbit hole right now. We don't have time for that.
0: <laughs> all right. Um, yeah. It's scary what they serve on planes. I'm always denying. I feel like they just kind of blindly pass them out and I'm like waving at them. No. And I get the weirdest looks. Why, why don't you want this? Right. Aren't you going to be it- hungry? And I, I feel bad, but sometimes I'll give it to the person next to me, which I feel like is irresponsible, but. Mm. Yeah. You're like, did I just poison that person? I guess I should collect them and throw them in the trash. <sighs>
1: I can only do so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I just wanted to share a quick story about reading food labels. You know, I'm not always perfect with this. Sometimes I'm running through Whole Foods and I grab something without double checking. And a couple months ago, I grabbed a bag of macadamia nuts I love these so much. And I got home and I checked the label and it had canola oil in it. I was so frustrated. So just double check, take your time in the grocery store, always check your labels before you get home. That way you don't get home and, you know, get really annoyed. Hey, biohackers, we have a brief interruption in today's episode to tell you about one of our favorite ways to buy some of our favorite organic, non-GMO grocery staples. The website is Thrive Market, and we get so many of our favorite products from the site. Some of the things I really like to buy are the organic olive oil and avocado oil, other food items, everything from that to like, I get my laundry detergent, my body wash, even my Four Sigmatic mushroom coffee. I get everything in one place. And it's just so convenient that within like a day or two, it shows up at my front door. And I know it's all really good quality stuff and it's all discounted. So it's really good prices on all of my favorite things. Uh, Lauren, what are some of your favorite products that you get from Thrive Market?
0: Everything that they sell, everything. There's so many fun things. I think this place is like Disneyland. I used to go to Whole Foods just because I thought the store was so pretty and I walk around and I buy things I didn't need. And now with Thrive Market, well, one, you get a 30% up to a 30% discount. So the prices are way more friendly, but just really cool stuff like paleo and keto coffee creamers. You can basically buy almost the entire primal kitchen line sauces, dressings, mayos, which are incredible. If you haven't tried them, things like Jerky, I'll stock my cabinet with grain free crackers or chips so other things don't end up in the cabinet, if you know what I mean. (laughs) They also have tons of beauty products, so they're all EWG certified. So if you've gone to that website to check your beauty products, you could head over to Thrive to actually purchase them. And they are just always adding new companies, new products. There's always a new weekly discount, and you always get freebies in your cart. So if you want to try something, if you're not familiar with the company, add a freebie try it out. Best part, now they have organic, sustainable meat and seafood and clean wine. So it has really grown from just a pantry staple to a full grocery lifestyle experience.
1: Yeah. It's so perfect for today's world too. We can get it all online. And I love that the company is always researching new products and they have a very high standard of what they allow to be sold on the website. So we're big fans. So if you want to check it out, check out the show notes for today. We will put the Thrive Market link in there and that link will automatically give you 25% off your first order. And that is on top of the regular discount. So if you want to try a bunch of things, head over, fill up that shopping cart and you'll get it in the next couple of days. High
0: quality at a discount. What is it not to
1: love? Head
0: over to the Thrive Market.
1: Uh, another really good resource. So I briefly mentioned the food babe. So Vani Hari, she's, Oh man, she is a powerful lady. She is doing so much to protect people against these toxic food companies. But if you check out her website, the food, ba- uh, sorry, foodbabe.com, really good resource on learning what's really in products. And like I said before, she's also the one that created Truvani, the plant-based protein powder, which I think is a good option.
0: Yeah, I love her comparison of US versus UK foods. <sighs> yeah. The United Kingdom has a much stricter regulation for- foods that can be consumed even at fast food restaurants. And she'll do UK versus US and the list for US is almost double. It's insane. And I love her most recent one of FDA approved ingredients, exclamation point, as if we should trust that. (laughs) Anyway, so the takeaway here is that we always want to go for minimal ingredients. Of course, your real foods are sometimes going to have labels on them at the grocery store, but less is more here. We want to make sure there's no vegetable oils. We want to make sure there's no natural flavors. And if you have any questions about it, if you're concerned concerned or confused, we definitely want you to go to ewg.org. I'm not saying every product is on there, but there's a lot of products on there. Even just something is, if I'm going to have potato chips, what is my best option? If I'm going to have some crackers, what is my best option?
1: Yeah, and then also on the same website, the Skin Deep Database which is just like one click away from the homepage, that's where you would look for all your personal care products. Same thing, read the labels. And you know I did a post on Instagram earlier this week about, I was really upset that there was a post going around how people were like, I don't know what's in hot dogs, but I eat them. I don't know what's in my soap, but I use it. Oh God. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, you know how upset we were this week. And, and some people, most people supported my post and really appreciated it, but I did get a couple attacks saying like, I'm a conspiracy theorist and stuff. And I'm like, okay, I just want you to know what you're putting in your body and on your body. And so the skin deep database is so important because anything you put on your skin, it's going right into your bloodstream. Um, so
0: you just want to be aware of any chemicals there. I think it's just as important as what you're eating. I'm sorry that you had some attacks. I just want to send some love and compassion to those people because I don't know what's going in their life that is making them feel so triggered, but Yeah. We are just here to educate and empower. And I think that's really, really crucial to developing optimal health. You have to be responsible for what you put in your body, on your skin. Beauty products are basically the same as food. Your skin is absorbing them and we have to level up. Here's your invite. I know everyone that's listening is really good about this. All right. I know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. One person finally
1: commented, good luck with your podcast. I said, thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. (laughs) Thank you for the
0: support. Yeah. All right. Last question here. So we've been posting about three spirit drinks and lots of interest has come flying in. People are like, do I need to try this? How does it compare to other companies like this? What the heck is it? It's basically just a functional because it's plant-based non-alcoholic Spirit it is a great alternative to having a real cocktail because we know that alcohol is a toxin, especially a neurotoxin. And they have some pretty cool ingredients. I'll just say the caveat is it still has sugar in it. So we always want to be really cautious of that. But I do think it's on the healthier side of non alcoholic drink options. I've seen some companies out there that just have it's basically fruit juice. Mm-hmm. And this is a really great middle ground because they have super cool ingredients like ashwagandha, valerian root, lemon balm, ginseng, lion's mane, passion flower, turmeric. So a lot of anti-aging, anti-inflammatory, brain nutrients. They're a lot of fun. They have three options. There's the social elixir, the livener, and the nightcap. I use them at different times of the day. All yeah. Really delicious. The,
1: yeah well, I will warn you the social elixir and livener both have caffeine. One is higher in caffeine than the other. So mm-hmm. definitely don't drink those at night. which I think like, usually if I'm going to have an alcoholic drink, it is at night. So the caffeinated ones aren't my favorite. I really like the nightcap because it's caffeine free. Me too. But yeah, I mean, it does have sugar, but again, it's like, you know, if you're going to drink that rather than having an alcoholic drink that probably has more sugar, you know, it's like the lesser of two evils. I was talking about this with our friend, Molly, fellow biohacker and host of the sleep is a skill podcast. She's really big on non-alcoholic options because obviously it disrupts your sleep if you have too much alcohol. And we're like, well, it's the lesser of two evils if it has a little bit of sugar. Um, Another really good option though, similar to this is Seed Lips, which people have asked us about. I really like this one too. I think it's cleaner. There's no sugar. There's no caffeine, but I personally don't feel a buzz from it.
0: You're talking like Seed Lips. Seed Seed Lips is a cleaner option. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. But I don't feel a buzz probably because you don't have a lot of those same, you know, functional ingredients like the- free spirit does. Mm-hmm. But if you're still going to mix it into a cocktail, if it's more about like the activity of making a drink and the, you know, having a martini glass or something like that, I think lip is a really good option as well to mix with like club soda or something like that.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think lips is delicious. It tends to be pretty herbal in nature. They have a couple different options they all seem a little bit lighter to me. So it doesn't necessarily feel as much like a cocktail. So if you're really looking for that mood booster, I, when I drink three spirits, I'm immediately lifted. I almost get a little euphoric and that's, I think was their motivation. They wanted you to feel this lift, this energizing kind of euphoric feeling. They definitely do that. It instantly gives you kind of like that social feeling, but yeah, a little bit of sugar. So Both are great. Both are in my kitchen. Yeah. We'll link to those in the show notes if you want to check them out. And just one last thing. We do really like Three Spirits because they're prioritizing environmentally friendly methods in their work. That's always a wonderful, wonderful cause. They use plastic-free recyclable packaging and they create drinks with, well, I'm going to make fun of this now. It's 100% vegan and cruelty-free. I don't know that your alcohol wasn't already vegan, I'm not sure what you're putting in it, but it is clean. It's very clean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you're putting organ meats in your drinks or I mean that's not a terrible option. If you're not taking organ meat supplements, you should do that. I just am not sure I want them in my cocktail, but yeah. <laughs> vegan cocktails all the way.
1: <laughs> yes. All right, let's do some rapid fire Q&A. So we like to pick each other's brains every once in a while. Mm-hmm. All right, Lauren, I'm going to kick it off. My first question to you. I'm if you... <laughs> you studied, right? All right. If you could easily invent a new biohacking device or technology piece of tech,
0: what would it be? Uh, like something... I would... I would love to see some kind of tech that could do acupuncture or acupressure on me from home. Hmm. Is that too invasive and too crazy?
1: No, I know there's like that acupuncture pen, but I don't know what that really does.
0: I have the pen, but I need something that's going to be a little more whole body, a little more of a systemic effect. Hmm. Is that a crazy invention? I mean, everything that was previously invented sounded crazy until it was real, so- that's my answer. You never know. I said if it could be easily invented, go for it. So I feel like I can upgrade and do a lot of things at home on my own, but I have not figured out how to get acupuncture from home. That's my answer. Okay, that's a good one. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Renee, I think I know the answer, but feel free to change up. What you want to say? What is your favorite supplement in your cabinet right now and why? Oh, my favorite right now.
1: It's funny that you think you know what it is. Surprise me. Oh, this is a really hard one. Um, I actually think I might go with Quicksilver Scientific's Immune Charge.
0: Ooh, which I want, but it is on vendor back order from Wellavate.
1: Yes, I'm I sell it out of stock right now. Um, that's just been really great for me, especially with traveling. I get like the little travel packs and I just shoot down a bottle every morning when I'm traveling and I think it really helps my immune system stay strong and balanced.
0: What's yeah. in it? It's A, D, is it zinc ionophore? Um, no, it doesn't
1: have the zinc ionophore, and ionophore in it. It's just, uh, yeah, A, D, K, C, elderberry. Nice. Yeah. But it's like a pretty hefty dose in like this tiny little teaspoon.
0: I love it. As soon as it yeah. comes back in stock, I'm going to get it too.
1: Yeah. What did you think I was going to say? Spermidine. Oh, that's in my top five. <laughs> right. That's a hard one. I'm a sex podcast will do top five. You are. I'll do top 50. No, <laughs> and I you love won. I love <laughs> my supplements. Oh my goodness. Your All turn. right. My turn. What are you most excited about with the upcoming biohacking conference that we're attending? <gasps>
0: I think to see in person all of the amazing people that we have interviewed over the last year and made connections with on Instagram, I feel like we have so many buyer hacker friends that I feel like I know, but I have to remind myself, I haven't actually met them in person. We've made such amazing connections. I think our community has grown so much between 2020 and this year. So I'm just excited to meet people face to face and I was really excited that Dave put out that notice about the color coding. Can I talk about that on here? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) If you are open to hugs, you're supposed to wear green, right? So our little biohacking text thread has already talked about wearing green. So we can get our hugs. Sharing of positive energy and negative ions, right? Yeah. I think that's a great way to
1: do it. So like the whole wristband system, it's red for no contact, orange i think or yellow is like elbow bumps only and then green is hugs. I think that's great because it respects, you know, everyone's choice. You know, i i'm all about the hugs, but some people maybe aren't ready for that but still want to attend. I just think that's such a great idea every conference around the world should be doing that.
0: Yeah, so, i do too and I, I i trust that people that are attending are responsible. I mean, you have to show a negative test before you go and i think i'm going to assume that almost hundred percent of the, the attendees are are pretty health conscious and, and responsible. So I think it's going to be a good time. Yeah. I can't wait. Oh, cool. Okay. I have a data question for you. Since you consistently use your infrared sauna, do you see the sauna helping with your sleep and have you noticed anything in your data specifically?
1: That's a great question. I have
0: not seen a change in my
1: sleep. When I use it so I use my sauna every other day. I mean, I'm pretty consistent. I haven't seen any change in my sleep and my HRV. Sometimes I actually see it lower my HRV because it is a right it's a hormetic stressor. So depending on what I did that day before I got in the sauna, I think that also can impact it. But I don't get upset about it. I just know that it's a hormetic stressor and I'll bounce back from it. But that's also why I don't do my sauna on the same day that I do my intense workout at Orange Theory. I always alternate those.
0: Oh yeah. That's great. I get excited when I have a little dip in my HRV ever since Dr. Jay Wiles taught us that, well, I think we already knew we wanted variability, but he really talked about the power of the variability. And now I get nervous if mine stays consistently too high. So on the lower days, I'm like, yes, variation, variation. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. (laughs) Cool. Great answer. Last one
1: what was the scariest thing you did this year?
0: I know what it is, but I don't know how to begin to talk about it. Oh, (laughs) we can skip this one if you want. No, I'll answer, but I'm going to say a little bit vague. I think some of our listeners know my situation, probably not all, but for the sake of privacy, I'm going to say a little bit vague. I would say the scariest thing I did this year was Create a boundary that was really important for me to stay in alignment with my values and what I believe in. And that involved a change in a relationship that I had with work. Um, And that boundary was really scary because I think when you set a boundary, it protects you, it's self preservation, but you have to relinquish control of how the other party will react to your boundary. And I think there's a lot of people pleasers out there. I've been a people pleaser for a lot of my life. And I think when you don't protect your own values, it's easier to enter into that engagement or discourse because you're more likely to just, I think, what's the word? Kind of give in or make amends based on what they want. But by setting a boundary and staying really firm in what you want need and desire, it's scary because then you have to just sit and wait for the other party to respond. So this was a work relationship, but I think this goes for any relationship. It can be in romantic, a friend relationship, but standing your ground, you never know. And hopefully the other person presents their own set of values. And I think it's a really important learning lesson and creating the life that you want and bringing things that you want into your life. And sometimes it's going to be like a giant no. So for me, that was a door shut. So I lost a job because of it. But the benefits are, I think, endless. They're kind of just beginning. But it feels really, really good to know that I didn't compromise. I'm so proud of you. scary. Thank you. That is
1: scary. I know you've had a a crazy, crazy couple months. But I'm proud of you. And I think that's such a good life lesson to not compromise in so many aspects of life. Thank you. Many new doors will open. I have no doubts.
0: <laughs> I feel like this happened the last time we did Q&A. You asked me such a profound question then I followed up with something silly. My final question was kind of silly. So <laughs> I'm going to ask you to answer your own question. And then I'm going to do a really quick, silly question at the end. What was the scariest thing you did this year? Oh, um... <laughs>
1: Back at you. Scary. Um, (laughs) this is maybe it seems like a silly answer to most people. Um, on my recent trip to Hawaii, I was really working on overcoming my fear of water. I spent one day just going further into the water. I got into like my hip depth. Yeah. (laughs) And it was really scary, but it was like exhilarating, and I felt really. Excited. <laughs> Amazing. And and no sharks ate me. So that was really good. <laughs> yeah, that was scary, but I really want to overcome that. And it's funny, we were in Austin, you know, a couple months, two months, a month ago, never. And somehow we were talking about my fear of water. And our friend Freddie said, Are you ready to overcome that? I was like, Oh, I just got called out. I do want to overcome it. So I'm working on that. So that's, that's my scary thing for the year.
0: I'm so proud of you. Thanks. Do you think that when you did your water skiing that one day that that helped push you in that direction? Yes. Yeah. That was another. So I've, I've done a couple
1: scary water activities this year. It's
0: been a big and year. You're okay.
1: Me. Yeah. I got some water in my
0: ears, which I didn't love, but I survived. I know that's <laughs> not fun. Jeremy went swimming yesterday and he's a little, a little waterlogged too. That's a terrible feeling. It's the worst feeling. Yeah.
1: All right. So that was my silly answer to your serious question.
0: Not silly. I'm really proud of you. I think that's awesome. Thank you. Okay. We're going to wrap this up really quick. Final question. Speed round. If you had to eat five foods, only five foods for the rest of your life, what would they be? Five foods. Sweet potatoes,
1: avocado, jicama. Oh fun. Beef? Can I just say beef in general? Like it could be a steak, yeah. it could be a burger? <laughs> yeah. And eggs? Like really, the rest of my life? I mean,
0: yeah. yeah, th- there we go. That's I love your answers. Yeah. What would you do differently? Beef is always my number one, and I had avocado. I like hickama, but I would choose carrots. Ooh! I can eat carrots all day long. I love carrots. <laughs> love carrots. So funny And sunflower seed butter. Oh, There had to be a nut butter in there. And that's my number one. And then I struggle with the last one because I feel like there has to be a vegetable in there, another vegetable. So I chose spinach because if it's cooked correctly, I could also eat that all day long. And it's filling enough and I feel pretty good. But I would love yeah. to swap that for chocolate, but I'm going to make a <sighs> responsible choice at the end. All right.
1: Yeah. Are we yeah. talking about like living for, you know, longevity here or
0: <laughs> just kidding? No, if you just had to pick five and okay. I would feel better if I added that vegetable in instead of, yeah. I don't know, this instead is debatable. How about chocolate spinach? Then that that's going to make spinach. it better.
1: <laughs> now that's a product we need to see on the market. Two yes. ingredients, chocolate and spinach.
0: <laughs> All right. I'm going to work on that. Uh, awesome! All right. all right, great questions. That is our Q and A for the day? Thanks for hanging in and and hanging out with us. If you have more questions, please send them in, and we will address them in a future podcast. But we have lots of fun guests coming up for you soon. Tune in. Thank you, as always, for supporting us. And if you're doing something fun, please tag us on Instagram at BiohackerBabes or on Facebook, and write us a review if you haven't already. All right, we love you all. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time. Love this episode of the Biohacker Babes podcast? Head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We truly appreciate your support. Until then, happy biohacking.